0: should i do it now or later
1: should you do what now i
0: owe you something i owe you
1: oh oh yes i know exactly what you owe me What do I owe you <laughs> You owe me an apology
0: what do i owe you an apology for?
1: because you thought something was going to fall through the cracks and i wasn't going to be on time because i woke up on my regular time and i made it here earlier than half the producers
0: well in fairness to them they're they're three <laughs> it's hours four the morning, i yeah. mean it's, it's i mean it's it's a little earlier out there but yeah you are correct I had a bit of trepidation. Welcome in. We are back with a fresh new episode of What's Right with Nick Wright after we had a quick little weekend off for the 4th of July. We hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend, understandably. Kind of a tough time at least for me, to fully celebrate and enjoy the 4th of July, given everything happening in the world and in this country. However, we hope you at least got a day off work, maybe had some cold beverages, some good barbecue, and were able to unwind a bit. But we are back and rolling. I am calling our shot on today's show. I think today is going to be a top three episode we've ever done of the regular shows. Now, all of a sudden, on our YouTube page, by the way, The 50 Greatest Players of the Last 50 Years. Those episodes are doing outstanding. We just did Larry Bird and Kobe Bryant. Coming up next are the fifth and fourth ranked players in the series. And we actually, on today's show, will be discussing Kobe versus one of those guys that's coming up in this weekend's episode. We'll discuss that in a few minutes. Also, while we are recording, I'm calling that my shot that today's show is going to be excellent, despite the fact I'm going to be a little distracted. Because off over there, right now, while we're recording, is Wimbledon. Oh, yes. The all-white affair. The greatest... I thought
1: Wimbledon was over.
0: No, that was... Okay, that was the French Open. Already happened. We weren't on the air when the Australian Open happened. Wimbledon is ongoing right now. And I'm going... Well, we'll talk tennis later. Yeah. Because I'm going to get you drawn in. You're going to watch the Wimbledon final with me. And then guess what? You're going to be so into it, we're going to go to the U.S. Open final. However... We're going to save the tennis talk for later, because that is what we call in the business a ratings bonanza. People will tune in, stay tuned in, waiting for the tennis talk. Before we get to that, I'm sure we're going to have to do some NBA talk. I'm also, if you're watching on YouTube, going to have to, throughout the show, try to fix my hair, because it looks like I have this rat tail thing going on in the back. However, before we do any of that, see what we always do, what we are not discussing, what did not make the, uh, the cut for today's show, is the following... Chet Holmgren sets a summer league block record. Fun fact, it's not just only that it was summer league, but the Utah Jazz played 10 players in that game. How many of those 10 players were undrafted players, do you think, Damonze? and then we'll move on? How many do you think of the 10 were undrafted players? 10. Nine, very close. Nine Nine of the 10 undrafted players. What's also not on today's show, the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open Twitter feed burning Drew Locke. Drew Lott clapped back, said, Oh, who, whatever, intern posted this. Hey, folks, it's 2022. Interns don't run major at social media accounts. They're, they're kind of one of the most important people at the company. And is Joey Chestnut actually the GOAT? Oh, I swayed a lot of people about that one, didn't I? And you saw him. He Joey had a little. Joey
1: Chestnut manhandled a guy and went on to still win the contest.
0: Yeah, That's crazy. little mixed martial arts. Amen. Remember I told you about chess boxing? And you're like, when are you going to need to do that? Like, will you do three minutes of boxing, three minutes of chess? Joey Chestnut did a little competitive eating, competitive fighting. Okay, now we are ready to go. Let's start the show. I assume we are starting in the NBA. Demonze lead us all.
1: Katie requested a trade a few days ago. Yeah. Seems the Nets want to work with him, but they obviously want to get their money's worth from this. Mm -hmm. You've been saying that he should go to New Orleans in some type of mega deal. Mm -hmm. But did the Nets even end up trading him, and do they have to?
0: Okay. So there is, all of a sudden, there seems to be this sentiment amongst NBA insiders and NBA media. Maybe the Nets just keep Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Why do they have to trade them? They don't, I feel like. But they do. So here's the thing. In, in life, it is important that we don't live by how things should be. That we, well, maybe it'd be nice if we lived by how things should be. But it is important that we recognize the reality of how things are. And how things are is very simple. If you are the cream of the crop, best in the league caliber, MVP discussion type of player, your contracts are one-way contracts. And by that, I mean this. The the team is obligated to pay you no matter what. You are obligated to play for them as long as you want to. That's a one-way contract. Back when I did, I'm going to tell a quick little anecdote, and then I'll get back to the Kevin Durant thing. When I did local radio, they would always, in Kansas City particular, they would try to sign you to these long contracts. Like, I remember once they offered me a five-year deal. And at the time... It's like five-year deal that actually sounds pretty good locked some in. security locked in and then you read the contract and it has a little paragraph in there that says termination it's like well i have a contract so let me, what does this termination clause say and it says the company may for any or no reason terminate this agreement and okay all right well that's fine they shouldn't have to have me working they don't want me to but since i signed this 5 year contract if I did what's that payment do I get with a severance payment of 30 days so what that meant was if I that's a one way contract their direction if I signed it I can't go work anywhere else for 5 years they can fire me at any moment they want and pay me a month's salary and, then and done. be done with me <laughs> that's a one way contract NBA teams when it comes to the best players in the world James Harden I'm a Houston Rocket I, don't, I need a superstar. Okay, we'll get you Dwight Howard. All right, I tried that, didn't enjoy it. I need a different one. Okay, we'll get you Chris Paul. All right, I tried that, I didn't like that. Okay, we'll trade all our draft picks and Chris Paul, I'll get you Russell Westbrook. Okay, I tried that, I didn't like it. You have a couple years left on your contract. We have paid you the maximum allowed dollars at every single turn. Yeah, I know you have. I don't want to be here anymore. We are going to hold your feet to the fire. Oh, are you? How about I just quit on the team? You're still going to pay me, right? Yeah, we're still going to pay you. And then we'll trade you exactly where you want to go two weeks into the season. All right, the team that traded you for you, the Brooklyn Nets. Hi, I'm James Harden again. Uh, I don't think I want to be here anymore either. Yeah, I'm going to quit on the court against the Sacramento Kings. You're under contract, James. I don't want to be here anymore. Okay, we will trade you exactly where you want to go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Ben Simmons, they're like, oh, they held the line with Ben Simmons. Well, Ben Simmons, not an MVP caliber player, and also his situation was unique. So my point is this. Folks arguing the Nets have leverage on Kevin Durant, that is in a utopian society. That is in the ideal of that these contracts are go both ways. They don't. Nobody has over Giannis, LeBron, Steph, KD, the players always hold the cards. So what's my point? My point is, when the Nets float out there, might keep him. Oh, hey, we're comfortable going into the season with him. That is a negotiating tactic. That is so whatever teams they are negotiating with don't feel like, well, this is our best offer and it's the best offer you have and you're trading him no matter what. It's so once the Nets get their very best offer and the team whoever made it, say it's the Raptors, and the Raptors are like, well, this is the best offer you're going to get. That the Nets can go back to them and say, okay, well, if that's the best offer we're going to get, we are not trading. It. Yep. As opposed to an auction where it is, whatever the top dollar bid is, it, it's like on in an auction, it would be like, it did not meet the reserve. We are pulling back the item. But the Nets are trading. But they're all the Nets are also, the Nets, someone, I should say, put out their, hey, Lakers. Just so you know, we're talking with Philly and with Dallas. Now, I can't report whether or not they were talking with Dallas. The people who cover, about Kyrie, that is. The people that are, cover the Mavs say the Mavs are not interested in Kyrie. But I can tell you, and I did report and I will report, the Sixers have had no conversations with the Nets. So why did it get out that they did? Who benefits from that? The Nets. Because the they want the best possible deal. I, now, do I think it's going to happen immediately? No, because they do have time on their side in that the season doesn't start for a few months. Right, But I absolutely believe Kevin Durant's going to be in a different uniform. I've made the argument, the Pelicans, that one other thing on the Pelicans trade, it's not just that they can trade Brandon Ingram, who's a homeless man's Kevin Durant and an all-star, all those picks, plus they can throw in Larry Nance, they can throw in another nice, decent piece. It's also that Willie Green was an assistant coach in Golden State with Durant. Willie Green and Durant have a relationship. Willie Green is now the head coach of the Pelicans. Durant likes C.J. McCollum's game. They just locked up Zion Williamson. New Orleans is an amazing city. This absolutely, if you can get Willie Green and KD together, I think it could happen. The Raptors are obviously in play, and the Suns are his first choice. I won't even entertain the possibility of him going to the Warriors. I don't even want to think about that. Kill that rumor with fire. All right, what's next?
1: Fair points. Per usual, nobody knows what the Lakers are doing. Mm-hmm. LeBron is silently fighting for Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And Sham said t- Tuesday that a Russ and Kyrie trade is gaining no traction. Yep. Uh, and Genie Buss sent out a weird tweet that seemed like really a- weird tweet. Yeah, and I couldn't seem to find it honestly. Uh,
0: I, you want yeah, me to I, read it? To I, you? I ca- yeah, I kind of want to I mean, see. I understand it. why it's hard for you to find. I, I went.
1: I went to his Twitter and I scrolled down. Oh, you? Went- I, I saw. I saw the little tweet that they put out. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: You went to about Twitter, it? genie Bus. Okay,
1: G- genie the, Bus is, the is a CEO. He's a... li- the CEO of the Lakers. Or... Yeah,
0: yeah, but genie here's the problem. Jeannie Bus is a woman. Oh, okay. And the owner of the Lakers. Uh, I'm so genie uh, Bus
1: is a weird name uh, for a too. I,
0: I didn't. I right, listen. All right. Uh, just a little assumption. Oh, a woman can't own an NBA team. Oh. But here's the problem. Whoever's tweet Twitter you went to was not genie Bus because first of all, this is genie Bus's avatar. Um, pretty clearly a woman. Oh, wow. Um, And all right, there's money on the ground. My apologies. And it's her most recent tweet. The tweet reads, I miss KB. He would understand and explain everything that I'm not allowed to. Honestly, oh. he was the greatest Laker ever. He understood team over self, meaning your rewards would come if you value team goals over your own, then everything would fall into place. All can reply. So that's the okay. tweet. Ask the question that I want to deconstruct all of
1: this. Does Kyrie end up in LA or does Anthony Davis end up getting traded? What do you think happens here? The
0: only way Anthony Davis is traded is if it's for Kevin Durant. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen. It would be interesting, but I don't think it's going to happen. I do believe Kyrie ends up with the Lakers. I think that's all negotiating tactic. They're trying to get more picks from the Lakers. And I will discuss the pick thing in a moment. On Jeannie bus. Okay. First of all, there's so much wrong with this tweet. First of all, calling Kobe the greatest Laker ever means you have Kobe as a greater Laker than Magic Johnson. Right. And as people will discover when we continue our top 50 countdown over the next few weeks, Magic Johnson played 12 years pre-HIV. 75% of those years, they went to the finals. 75% of those years, he finished first, second, or third in MVP voting. Magic Johnson is the greatest Laker. But the other thing is the, the and I know it's somewhat poor form to speak I, I don't think this is speaking ill of Kobe Bryant. I think this is telling an accurate story. And even in passing, it is important we tell accurate stories. It? Kobe Bryant valued team over self eventually. Kobe Bryant made them pick between he and Shaquille O'Neal. Right, Kobe Bryant was one of the big reasons Phil Jackson left the Lakers, and then one of the big reasons he came back, that's from Phil's own book. And Kobe Bryant demanded a trade. Yep. So that that's a little revisionist history with Kobe. Now to the Lakers and the idea that they might not make the trade happen for Kyrie because they want to hold on to their draft picks. There is this misnomer out there that the Lakers – have no draft picks because of the Anthony Davis trade. Here is a fact, and this, I want this to go on social because I, th- this Lakers draft recap part that I'm about to start, put it on the internet so people can get the true story. Here is a fact about the Lakers draft picks. From this very moment until the end of time, as of now, the Lakers are minus one first round pick. They owe either their 2024 or 2025 first-round pick to New Orleans. That is it. This coming year, New Orleans and Lakers can swap picks, but the Lakers are minus one pick. There are 19 teams in the league that are minus one or more future first-round pick, and the following teams are minus more future picks than the Lakers are. Atlanta is minus two future firsts and a swap. Brooklyn is minus two future firsts and two swaps. Denver is minus three future firsts. The Clippers are minus two and two swaps. The Bucs are minus two and two swaps. Philly is minus three future firsts. And Minnesota, thanks to the Gobert Madness, is minus four future firsts and a swap. What do Brooklyn, prior to this thing blowing up, Denver, the Clippers, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, all have in common? trying to win titles, so they're minus picks. The Lakers are minus one pick for a trade they made, and they did win a title. Yep. The idea that you won't, that you're going to try to, when you could get Kyrie and a shooter, it would be Kyrie and Joe Harris, and you want to hold on to the picks. It's just insane mismanagement. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Kyrie's going to end up a Laker. All right, what's next?
1: Okay. Three mid-teams made big moves. Yeah. Uh, The Wolves got Gobert. The Hawks got Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. The Knicks got Jalen Brunson, and it was so obvious that they might be fined for tampering. Yep. Uh, which of these three moves do you like the most, and which one do you like the least? I feel like I kind of know. Okay, tell me. Does the does the Knicks getting Jalen Brunson? Did, did Dallas lose like cap space? I mean, no, no, not cap space. Did they give up picks or anything like that.
0: No, it was just straight signing. I, so, I, I think you like that move the most. I like it for who? For I for Dallas. So I don't hate it for Dallas. I, I I think they take a small step back, but I wouldn't have paid Jalen Brunson what the Knicks paid him. Right. So if the option was pay Jalen Brunson $27 million a year or let him walk, I'm fine with it. But that the one I like the most for the team getting the player is I like the Hawks getting DeJounte Murray. Okay. I know they paid a lot for it, but he's a perfect complement to Trey Young. I think it absolutely works. They did pay a premium... But they gotta, they're fighting for their lives in the Eastern Conference. They needed to make a big move. DeJounte Murray is young. He was an all-star. He was 21-9-8 and eight last year. He's an excellent defender. I like him. I'm ambivalent on the Knicks trade. And the Rudy Gobert trade is the single most egregious overpay in NBA history. You gave up five players and five first-round picks. It's madness. It's utter madness that they did that. I'm shocked by it. I don't even know if Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns can play together. I'm sure they can in the regular season. But I I like, I don't love, but I like what the Hawks did. I'm fine with what the Knicks did. I think what the Timberwolves did is an abomination. All right, what's last?
1: Okay. Uh, People are pissed about you putting Duncan over Kobe.
0: Yeah, let me explain this real quick. So Duncan's spot on the top 50 list hasn't been revealed. But the fact that he hasn't been revealed and we put Kobe at six means Duncan is somewhere in that top five. So go ahead.
1: Yeah. And I can't lie. I'm kind of confused about that as well.
0: Oh, okay. A lot of
1: people argue that Kobe's better than LeBron. Okay. You don't even have him above Tim Duncan. Yeah. So defend yourself here.
0: Okay. Anyone that argues Kobe is better than LeBron loses their right to give NBA opinions and I get I get that. okay I'm not saying you but you're right some of your friends I used to have to argue with those idiots 100%. Uh, uh, about this here's the thing everyone agrees that you know what they were both great defenders I would argue LeBron was the better defender but let's just call the defense a watch everyone agrees LeBron's a better rebounder and a better passer yeah nobody argues that so it's like yes but Kobe's the better shooter Except LeBron's a better shooter. Nick, no, he's not. Well, he has a better, far better field goal percentage. Okay, that's because LeBron's shots come at the rim. What about threes? LeBron James is a better in the playoffs and regular season. Three-point shooter than Kobe Bryant. Look it up. Okay, but LeBron couldn't score like Kobe. LeBron James averages averages more points in the playoffs and in the regular season than Kobe Bryant. Oh, Nick, but uh, Kobe was more clutch than LeBron. Kobe Bryant. We want to go to the clutch, most clutchiest clutch, clutch stuff. Playoff buzzer beaters. Kobe has one. LeBron has five, which is, of course, the most in NBA history. The Kobe versus LeBron stuff is nonsense. The the Kobe versus Duncan stuff, I will listen to the argument. However, they, and this is the part where Kobe, the Kobe folks frustrate me. They're like, oh my God. But Tim Duncan had Greg Popovich and Kobe Bryant had Bill Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Duncan had had Manu and Tony Parker. And Kobe had yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. Kobe, yeah. They have the same number of championships. Duncan has one extra MVP. Duncan has one extra finals MVP. Kobe, in the heart of his prime, missed the playoffs and then had back-to-back first round exits. Duncan. Never missed the playoffs, won 50 games every single year, and in 05 and 07, didn't have another top 75 teammate. In 03, his only top 75 teammate was David Robinson, and Robinson was, in the last year of his career, averaging eight points per game. Tim Duncan, also, by the way, is as great as a defender Kobe was. Duncan is the clear better defender, one of the four greatest defensive players ever, and... The greatest teammate. He and Steph Curry are the two greatest teammates of the modern era. Yeah, I were not. I'm that. not. Listen, Co- I have Kobe six. I have Duncan. You know, not far ahead of him. I don't want to spoil the list. So it's not like it's not arguable, but it is the arguments for Co- for that Kobe folks make, which is that Duncan had the better coach, the better organization, and the better teammates. The Spurs were a nothing organization. Popovich had done nothing in this league, and David Robinson, as great as he was, had never been to an NBA Finals, much less won a championship. That yeah. Kobe went to the Los Angeles Lakers with a six-time champion head coach and Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm not taking anything away from Kobe. I think Duncan is fairly ahead of him, but I went too long. I'm taking away our time to talk tennis. So we'll be right back. Tweeting about Chet from last night.
1: What's he got to say?
0: I see you cooking seven. First day on the job was a success. Love the kicks. At Chet Holmgren because he was wearing Katie's new shoes.
1: Oh.
0: I'm telling you. Durant. Back to OKC? He's (laughs) not going to do it, but they could make it work. They have all the picks in the world. And the Nets need that right now. The Nets need the picks. They could throw... And Durant, listen, Durant has done a lot of stuff, and then we'll get into the the B block, but Durant's done a lot of stuff, intentionally or not, that are very similar to LeBron's career arc. Started in a small market, got him to a finals at age 22, looked like, oh, they're going to be there every year, never got back, got disillusioned there, left. Where did he go? To a team that had... An MVP caliber player who had already won a championship without him. For LeBron, that's Miami. For Durant, it's Golden State. Now, those weren't the same situations, but they're similar. Stays there for uh wins two championships there, and somehow it feels like ah, eh, probably could have won more, but one won two championships there and left. LeBron goes to the Lakers, sets up shop. On you know, one coast business empire and basketball has someone another star come play with him. Durant goes to Brooklyn, sets up shop. There's another star come? With him. What's the difference? Durant skipped the most important step for LeBron. The homecoming.
1: And give him the chance. Going
0: back to well, yes, of course the championship with the Lakers, but LeBron between Miami and the Lakers went back to Cleveland. Yeah, wins the title. When LeBron went back to Cleveland, what did they have? A young All-Star caliber point guard who had never played in a playoff game. Kyrie Irving, Shea Gilgis Alexander. What did Cleveland also just get? gotten? a top two pick that they could either keep or trade for an All-Star. What did the Thunder just get? Chet Holmgren. It it fits, man. And I, it would be the only thing place he could go. That would be met with universal approval.
1: Yeah. 100%. So I don't
0: I don't think it's gonna happen, but I do find it interesting. Not nearly as interesting as I find Wimbledon, though, right now. So let's get going with the second segment of the show. Welcome back in. Demonze, go ahead.
1: You got three games in one segment coming up. Really? Yep. Three games. And one
0: of them involves first talking tennis.
1: At, yep. And the first one is. Yeah. So I think this is a new one, actually. Yeah. Nick's Tennis Corner.
0: Oh, it's a new one, but it's going to be here to stay because you know why? Before I even, before you even answer the, or ask me the question, getting off the plane from Chicago Sunday, before I even get to baggage claim, guy stops me. He's like, hey, saw you on the flight. Just wanted to stop you and thank you. I'm like, yeah, for what? For talking tennis, man.
1: Yeah. I see yeah. that on Twitter a lot too.
0: P- yeah. You know why? Because, because there is a dearth. It's just me and Mad Dog Russo of people that want to talk tennis on major platforms. All right, go ahead.
1: Uh yeah. So apparently when Wim- Wimbledon is going on Wimbledon is going just on. Found that out this morning. Yeah. Pretty wild. They're changing it up now and they're playing on grass.
0: Okay, Wimbledon's always been on grass, but go ahead.
1: Okay, I thought it was new. But no, that's um yes. Yeah, so your show, I can't stop you from talking about it. Okay. What would you like to talk about?
0: First of all, this weekend, if you said seen the Curios Titsy Pass match you would have become a tennis fan. Okay. So, Kyrgios is, like, wildly talented, but incredibly emotional, underachiever, is the fact of the matter. Boss yeah. has his own issues. Like, he takes these long bathroom breaks, which people feel like are really rest breaks, but what are you yeah. going to do? Like, he's like, I got to go to the bathroom, then he rests. So, Kyrgios was talking mad trash to him, and it got in boss's head, and all of a sudden, boss is, like, Firing balls into the crowd. Almost domed an old lady. Oh, he, wow. And then also on a couple points, instead of trying to, like, because in tennis, you obviously, like, try to paint the corners, hit it where the guy is. Yeah. He was just hitting, hitting it, it right, right at, at <laughs> Kyrios. It was unbelievable. And Kyrgios, Kyrgios won, and it was dope as hell. And then Averwood City Pass, like, I think he was a bully in high school and just, you know, yeah. all this stuff. But now we are rec- We are on the precipice tennis. of what could be an amazing semifinal and then final. So right now, as we're recording, Rafa, Rafa Nadal, we've talked about him, yeah. the Fr- you know, the clay court legend, also the guy with 22 majors. Uh, He's in a dogfight right now in the quarters against Taylor Fritz in America. Kyrgios just won, as we're recording, the first set in a match he absolutely should win. If they both win, and I believe Rafa hopefully can come back, we have Rafa versus Curios in the semis. Biggest match of Curios's life by a mile. By a mile, and Rafa's banged up. If he wins and he has a chance to win Wimbledon, it changes his career forever. If Rafa wins, and Rafa, after the year that he has had, the idea that he might, at this point in his career, become, I think it's the first guy since Rod Laver to win all four Grand Slams in a calendar year, because he won the Australian, he won the French. But on the other side of the bracket is Djokovic. And Djokovic has been the best player of the last eight years, even better than Rafa. And so we could get a Rafa Djokovic final or a Kyrgios Djokovic final. Either way, it'll be out of this world. And I know you're not into the tennis. But because I knew we were going to talk about this, I want to just describe to you how utterly dominant these guys have been. So I did some research this morning, some numbers for you, okay? So since 2004, there have been 75 major championships played. Okay, So that's the Australian Open, the French Open, Wimbledon, the U.S. Open. Those are the four tournaments that matter since 2004. There have been 75. This is the 76, the one right now. Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal, the, the big three, okay? Those are the guys I've been telling you about. Federer at this point is basically done. Okay. Uh, and Nadal should be done, but he's still somehow killing it. Of those 75 majors, those three guys, before I even give you the number, let me give you a little context. Prior to those three guys existing, the most majors anyone had ever won was 14. From 04 to right now, there have been 75 majors played. Those three guys have won 61 of them. They've won 61 majors of the last 75. Of the last 75 majors played, there have been five where at least one of them was not in the final. 70 of the 75, at least one of them in the final, and most of them, it's been two of them playing each other. So like Djokovic has made 31 major finals, won 20 of them, And six of his 11 losses were against Federer and Nadal. But that's not even as impressive as the other guys. Federer's also 20 majors with 11 losses in the final, 11 second places. But 10 of those losses came to Nadal or Joker. And then Nadal has 22 wins and eight losses. And seven of those came to Federer or or, uh, Djokovic. And we might get it again. We might get Nadal Djokovic again when Nadal's trying to go for the first seat you know, true Grand Slam. I think since Rod Labor, I know only one guy's done it. It's exciting, man. It's great. High-level tennis is great. I know you look dumb. You look stupefied by what I'm saying right now. But the numbers are impossible to understand. So,
1: like, golf, do they get do they get jackets or do they get, like, a like a no they get like so for like second
0: place let me show you real quick it's pretty cool for wimbledon Wimbledon trophies because the the winner's trophy is unbelievable and the second place trophy is just like a plate so that's what the winner gets that's what second place gets Hey, it looks pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Hey. You do get something.
1: I like that a lot more than the green jacket. Yeah, the I green
0: jacket is kind of bougie, you know, it's country just club thing. Yeah, no, no, no. It's great, man. I want to go to Wimbledon so bad one day. Yeah. Do you want to? I looked it Jesus. up. Hold on. Sorry. I know there's like eight minutes on tennis, but I got it. Do you want to know what the Wimbledon final tickets are going for
1: right now? People uh, are out here buying Wimbledon tickets instead of buying a PS5 or something. It's ridiculous.
0: The Wimbledon men's final. What do you think the cheapest ticket is? The cheapest ticket to get in? Uh Give it a guess.
1: Nosebleeds, or do they even? No, they don't. I mean, have,
0: it's not. It's not like it's not a football stadium. Like, it's, like, yeah, but
1: I'm gonna say fifteen hundred bucks.
0: Um, eighty two hundred euros. So it's like ten thousand dollars. The cheapest ticket. If you want to sit next to, oh, that you can't even sit next to the royal box anymore. Who do you think sits in the royal box at Wimbledon? The Queen. Oh yeah, you bet your ass. <laughs> yeah, you bet your ass. And if she can't make it, a member of the royal family goes. Okay, all right. So we, when people see he, see see or hear this, they'll know if Curios or Nadal have won. We are rooting for Curios and Nadal to win, and we are rooting for the winner of Curios and Nadal. To beat Djokovic. We're not Djokovic fans. We like Federer. We love Nadal. Kyrgios is a guy you would enjoy rooting for. Forget Djokovic. You're not a big Djokovic fan. Okay, that was a solid eight minutes on Wimbledon.
1: I didn't think you could do that. Dude, I, I love that's, tennis. That's amazing. All
0: right, next. Next game. Sorry about that, guys. Let's go.
1: Nick makes it right. We're going to talk about tanking in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, season's months away, and it seems like oh, half the league is tanking yeah, already.
0: You know why? Because they want... Vic, victor i to pronounce victor win Wim ban yama have you seen this guy no oh so i'm guessing he's like a seven footer or something oh he's more than seven footer he's a seven foot three inch french kid okay. let me just show you him real quick and then we can do it i might have seen a clip of him actually oh it's possible i mean the i mean this guy is uh it, okay you ask the question and, oh and while i Spur- answer it you're gonna watch these highlights of this freak show all go right.
1: Ahead. So the Spurs, Pacers, and Jazz are trading trading their starts for picks. Rockets and Thunders Rockets, Thunder, and Kings are basically making no moves. Yeah. The Blazers and Knicks are kind of fake trying right now, but they'll be tanking soon. Yeah. How do we stop tanking in the NBA?
0: Okay, Let's, so here's the thing. While I answer, you just go ahead and watch. You'll be able to tell which one is the seven foot three right. inch French freak that's gonna go number one overall next year. Oof. Here's the deal. I don't mind what the Spurs did. I don't mind trading away your best player and then trying. What Here's what I don't like. Benching quality players because you're trying to lose. That I, if, if the guy's on yeah. your team and he helps you win, you should play him. 100%. But if you're just saying, we know we can't compete this year, so we're going to try our hardest to win every game, we're just not going to be able to do it because our players stink and they stink intentionally, I'm good with it. Like, I'm actually okay with that way of going about it. The other factor is this that the NBA changed the odds. What, because you don't know what the, how they flatten the odds. What, if you have the worst record in the NBA, what percent chance do you think you have of getting the number one overall pick? Like, give it a guess. Like, what, because, you know, it's a lottery. So,
1: like, 85%, 14%. If you're the worst team?
0: The worst team. They flattened it. So the bottom four teams
1: oh, so they, they...
0: all have a 14% chance, or it's 14, 14, 12. What they,
1: how do they pick it? Is it like a...
0: It's literally ping pong balls. Okay. Yeah, um, I was and so point is this. You can try to tank, but you still have 14% is one in seven. Yeah. If you have the worst record in basketball, you still have a six out of seven chance that you're not going to get the number one pick and a 50% chance that you're not even going to get a top f- three pick or top four pick, now they've changed it. So it's risky. What I don't like is when you have, you could compete and instead you bench your quality players because you're trying to lose. But I think the NBA has done what they can. I don't think tanking is as, as big of a deal as other people do. Uh, I'm also more interested in Wimbledon than I am in tanking, which is why I spent more time on it. All right, last game. Yeah, this
1: This guy's amazing
0: yeah Uh, no he's pretty good i mean he's a 19 year old seven foot three inch french kid
1: yeah i mean he's pretty good got a little little poised game yeah uh so this or that yeah so much has been happening in free agency so we put a bunch of this or that's together okay we'll do as many fire yep we'll do as many as you can get to with the time left so uh starting with big extensions bigger no-brainer booker or Jokic.
0: Oh, they're equal no-brainers. They're 100%. They both 100% have to get the max, the super max, all of it. Yeah, they're both all NBA caliber guys. I don't think Jokic is an MVP, but he's clearly all NBA caliber guy. Those are both 100% no-brainers. All right, go.
1: Brighter future, Zion or Ja?
0: That one's so hard. Ja's accomplished more. Ja sneakily, to me, is also a health risk because of the way he plays. I think Zion's ceiling is higher. But given what Jaw's accomplished, you've got to give the nod to Jaw. But if Zion stays healthy, he will win a league. Yeah, I was
1: about to say, you think the way he, I, I guess this, Zion seems like a. No, Of <laughs> course, Zion's as is the biggest well. injury risk. My right.
0: point is, I actually think Jaw sneakily is a pretty big injury risk as well. Right. Um, just
1: waiting to happen.
0: Just because of the style of his play. But I'll give it to Jaw, even though I adore Zion. Next.
1: More painful. Uh, Zach Levine or Bradley Beal?
0: Oh, I think the Beal extension's a killer. And I like Bradley a lot. I know him a little bit. But a quarter billion for Bradley Beal when he's probably going to ask out in, in a year. And he has given no indications he's going to ask out. I just think he probably is. that, And then it becomes a hard contract. It, the more painful one is Bradley Beal.
1: Next. Yeah. Better bet. Garland or Simmons? Simons. I think it's Anthony si- oh, Simons. Simons. Oh,
0: oh, Simons. oh uh, No, no, no. She, no, she, you're fine. Sorry. Don't worry uh Darius Garland. Dari- Anthony Simons is a bit of an overpay to me. I think Darius Garland's really, really good, and he's going to look even better alongside LeBron. LeBron goes back in a year. Okay, do we still have more? I think uh, we still yeah, have more we,
1: time. We do have a few Let's more. Let's do it. Next, under-the-radar under signings, mm-hmm. uh, bigger impact. Da- Sorry, so this one, mm-hmm. Dante Di- DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo.
0: DiVincenzo.
1: Okay, Dante DiVincenzo. This
0: is where, you know, I'm Italian. Demonze happens not to be, and it showed there. That's okay. Go yeah. ahead.
1: Or Bruce Brown.
0: Uh, I liked Dante DiVincenzo, Vincenzo. And I think on the Warriors with a bunch of open threes, he's gonna look good, but I called around the league because I couldn't believe how cheap he was. And the, a lot of the smart people around the league said it doesn't measure out well. Okay. And so I Bruce Brown also like Bruce Brown as an eighth man for Denver, I think that works. All right, next.
1: Okay. More likely to swing title. PJ Tucker or Joe Ingles?
0: Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is going to hit a big three in a big spot for Philly. I'm sorry for Milwaukee. At some point, PJ Tucker is going to be too old. He played well in these playoffs, but I'll say Joe Ingles for Milwaukee next.
1: Okay. Better. Uh. Worst move: Marvin Bagley or Lou Dort?
0: All right. Marvin Bagley three for thirty-eight or Lou Dort's incomprehensible five for eighty-eight.
1: Holy crap! I
0: actually think Marvin Bagley's the worst move because I thought Marvin Bagley was going to get one-year $8 million. Dort, OKC, has to spend money. You have to get to a set. There's a salary cap, but there's also a minimum spend, and they got all guys on rookie contracts. Dort's played hard for them. He's an excellent defender. He's turned into a passable shooter. They're both overpays. Bagley's is worse. All right, last.
1: Better role player, JaVale McGee or Gary Payton?
0: I Gary Payton's the better player, but what Dallas did was smart, which is when you can get, like, Think about the money Rudy Gobert commands and the draft picks he commands. You can get 60% of him, which is JaVale McGee, for 10% of the cost. Yeah. So I, I I think that's a smart signing by Dallas, but Gary Payton Jr. is a better player in exactly what Portland needs. All right, that was a long segment, but it was worth it. Jam-packed with info. They won't tell me what we're doing in the C block. Demonze says he has a tail... From my trip to Chicago, which I can only imagine involves something I did at the casino, which I was at till seven in the morning, my first day in Chicago. You had a
1: hangover night.
0: Well, we'll discuss. We'll do that next. What's right. Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef crafted, never frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash Nick Wright Fifty And use code Nick Wright 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NICKWRIGHT50 at Factormeals.com slash Wright 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Oh, Kira's up two sets nothing so he's gonna you gotta win three sets he's gonna win it even though Djokovic was down two sets nothing and came storming back yesterday he also did the long bathroom break thing and then was totally Dude, are you Jeff. serious right now <laughs> yeah cause you don't get to you can't it's not like timeouts you have no coach like and these matches are exhausting bro yeah and at some point you're allowed to go to the bathroom but sometimes they take a little longer and then it's like, uh, what are they doing they're regrouping
1: of course
0: yeah. Rafa he, he's gonna Rafa's gotta win this second step. Hey,
1: man, let's just get to it. Let's get to okay, it.
0: Okay, you want to all right. Welcome back I, in. I'm What's right I'm with Nick to Wright. Tell the story. All right, listen, I went to Chicago to see uh two great sports media personalities, uh, and two of my best friends in the world, Danny Parkins and Mark Carmen. They've both, I think, shown up at various times on our top fifty players the last fifty years yep. countdown. Shout uh, out those boys. And bad moment for me. Danny is my best friend of 20 years. He has an infant a two-month-old, and a two-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah. As soon as I got there, because I surprised Danny. I told his wife I was coming. As soon as I got there, I saw his two-and-a-half-year-old, Owen. And I said, buddy, it's Uncle Nick. I haven't seen you since you were Eli's age. That's Danny's baby. And Danny looked at me and goes, uh, you've never met him. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. That's, That's a bad in my head. <laughs> job by Uncle Nick uh kids almost three just now so not a great job by me but we had a great weekend there's something from the weekend you want to mock me about yeah. uh baby my wife's walking down the stairs i'm gonna be able to take you to work today baby so just wait one second while we finish this up all right go ahead
1: <laughs> go ahead um so you went to chicago yeah and now uh, this actually has nothing to do with the casino unfortunately really well fortunately for me um okay so you, I
0: crushed it in this five ten game. I, I'm glad oh you did. Oh my god, I crushed it's it. That's
1: probably why you thought that this was gonna Yeah. So you, you ended up going to a steakhouse I hear?
0: Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: you you went to a you went to a, a five star establishment and or was wearing a pink jumpsuit that you might have worn on like one of the podcasts that yeah, you might have gotten for it. Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you went there and what what happened? Did they what what happened when you when you went in? <laughs> or
0: Oh, uh, you're, what'd your mom tell you about this?
1: She, uh, somebody, yeah, so, somebody.
0: Oh, oh, and she's walking down the stairs. <laughs> you want to join us for this? You, you, you want to at least sit alongside so you can be heard? All, okay, so here's what happened. first of all, it, what, yes, it was a, it was a, you guys have seen it on the show. It's an all pink sweatsuit. It's from Scotch and Soda. It's a very nice outfit. It's what I wore on the plane. Yep. I, one of the things I like to do. I like to dress super casual and sit in first class and just have people kind of be like, why is he up here? And it's like, don't you worry about that. That's neither here or there. That's, that's just. Know. All right. So I'm, I'm about to tell the guy. I'm
1: telling everybody what happened right now. Okay. Well, so this guy goes into Maestro's, Mastro's, whatever you call it, Steakhouse, uh-huh. Five Star. Yeah. So I step in and they're like, "You dude, you can't come in. You got this pink jumpsuit. What are you doing? and he's like you okay, know
0: thus far the story's accurate
1: yeah and then he's like yo uh do you guys just check my history i'm pretty sure i, I didn't s-
0: wait check my I'm pre- what
1: check check my history check my credentials whatever you told him oh, to okay check. i
0: thought you, you took- said check my instagram which no, i definitely no, didn't no. Say check, my instagram. Not check
1: my instagram yeah
0: i told him to look up my customer profile yeah i am a- <laughs> it's
1: like i'm sure you guys can let me in uh-huh and they are like no buddy sorry you still can't get in and then how did it go after that? Like, what, okay. I, all
0: right. So everything friends by Dante you is saying is accurate to this point. So I walked in and I had a feeling I'm like, man, Mastro's has a pretty strict dress code and I am wearing a hot pink sweatsuit. However, I am, I go to Mastro's in New York city a lot. Yeah. I spend a lot of money there. And again, I, I, I sound like an asshole here, but this is just the truth. They even like on the check, Like they have a little line item that says that literally says Mastros VIP, and they take you know they give me a few things off the bill because I'm such a good customer. Yep. And I know that they have that in their system. So when the guy's like, "We can't seat you," I'm like, "I bet you can." (laughs) And he's like, "Sir, we can't," and he like points and like they literally have a sign that says "Dress code strictly enforced." I'm like, can you just put my name in there? And he's like, I can, but I don't think that's going to help. I'm like, I bet it will. And he puts it in. And he's like, sir, we really do appreciate your business, (laughs) but I can't let you in. He's like, if it was just the sweatshirt, maybe I could. He's like, but you're wearing sweatsuit. (laughs) And so I was like, all right, like, so be it so i went back to the car yeah and i was like
1: walk of shame
0: and well the car was still at valet and and i'm like guys don't park it <laughs> and the guys at valet were like they wouldn't let you in huh i'm like no he's <laughs> like and one of them says it says like motions to his friend he was like we thought they might not <laughs> i'm like we could have given it's just like,
1: like qu- could have given the equivalent himself. that you you try to flame me for of me going to the to back to the nba store to return my jersey it's, it's not like, quite. It's like hey, I'm clearly a basketball player. Okay. I it, should be able to return this jersey. Don't not, you see my physique? It's not the same. Like, quite you're not going to take same. it back
0: from me? It's not quite the same, but I understand. So then I had to make a choice because I really wanted to get Mastro's because it is a great steakhouse. Yep. Do I stand on pride and just go somewhere else? By the way, it's Friday night in Chicago. We don't have reservations elsewhere. Yeah. Or I just come from the airport. I literally have clothes in the car. Do I just change? And I thought about it.
1: I would have changed.
0: And I changed. Yeah. And I went, came back in and the guy who denied me entry was no longer. Oh, so
1: your, your pride thing was just like, you're not about to make me change on my clothes and I'm it, coming back. Exactly
0: right. But then I did because I wanted to eat there. So now this is the part of the story your mom doesn't know. <laughs> so we come back in and uh, he's not there anymore. And I just walk back in and act like I hadn't been there before. It's like, hey, Nick Wright, eight o'clock reservation. And this lady looks it up, but there's this different lady who was standing there who saw the whole first, there's two hostesses. So hostess two is the one helping me. She didn't see any of the first thing. Hostess one who's just watching, did see it. Hostess two's like, Oh yeah, no problem. We have your table ready. Sweet. I don't want to deal with any of this. No, but now the other hostess is walking us to the table. She seats us sit down. And she said, for the record, I thought your sweatsuit was pretty fly. And my (laughs) argument is dress codes should be yes you can have a dress code with the exception being did you put is is it an outfit
1: right did you put
0: time and thought into it and okay i don't
1: know about time and thought it's a sweatsuit but
0: but it was it matched it went together uh, it was i'm not trying to sound like an asshole again it was expensive (laughs) like i'm not i'm not there in basketball shorts but so then we sit down (laughs)
1: <laughs> they should get And all, pink all of a sudden
0: <laughs> Hold up All of a sudden They We order our drinks And before we even order appetizers There's like three appetizers That you brought to the table And I'm like I told the person bringing I was like We didn't order these And he's like No it's from Our manager Yeah I'm like oh My guy <laughs> yeah. they, they Did look me up in the system But then they <laughs> flamed me Wait They flamed me buddy Oh So like they were all nice They gave us some free stuff and at, they have a, do you know what a Cosmo is? No. Cosmo's a drink, but it's. Oh yeah, a Cosmo, yeah. It's hot pink. They brought me a Cosmo and said, that's since amazing. you couldn't wear your sweatsuit, we thought you might enjoy this. That is amazing. But you know what? I give him that, credit. It's
1: great sportsmanship. It's,
0: and I said to the guy, because when I was leaving, as we were leaving, he came over to apologize. And I said, you know what, sir? That was a little lit. But I was like, you know what, sir? I've thought about this. You were correct, because I can tell you this much right now. Had you let me in, and then denied someone else that maybe didn't look like me or didn't have my customer profile,
1: Huge. I
0: would have been well. I would have been angry about that. Yeah. If I saw them let me in and then let some then deny somebody else that looked different than me, I would have. I said I thought about it, man. I was like, I was wrong. You were right. You handled this exactly the way you should have. And I apologize. I apologize. You know I'm not a big apology guy. I apologize.
1: Nick made it right.
0: I made it right. You're god dog right I made it right. All right, now I got to go. I got to watch tennis. All right, see you. Have a good show. Talk to you guys this weekend.